So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure your photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas my name is ben hartley and you are listening to the six figure photography podcast on this show we help you grow your business by winning more bookings maximizing profits and breaking through limiting beliefs if you would like to get early access months in advance to future episodes of the podcast to see any visual references mentioned on air today, head on over to benhartley.com forward slash mastermind, benhartley.com forward slash mastermind and join 20,000 other photographers in that community that are getting early access to podcast episodes for free every week. Today, we have with us Mike Coos. Mike is a UK-based designer specializing in branding, graphic web design, illustration, and photography. He has a worldwide client roster, and his work is often featured in design-related publications. He's also a regular speaker at tech and design conferences. And fun fact, Mike loves taking photographs on his phone. He just recently published the book, The Pocket Photographer. And we're going to be talking a bit about this process. What does it look like as a professional photographer to be using our phones as a piece of gear to get the job done? How to take beautiful photographs with your phone. Mike Coos, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, man. So Mike, uh, at, at what point did you decide uh, to pull out your phone and to use it for a client project? I'm going right in on this. The fact that you're <laughs> you're so accomplished as a, as a creative, and then somewhere along the way, you reached for your pocket. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I guess um, the very first time I used it for a professional gig was I'd been on... Um, I basically bought an iPhone 4 in 2010. Okay. And um, I started, I, I've always been, been into photography and um, I never did it professionally at this point. And um, just this, uh, this, just having something in my pocket that I could go out and shoot with just made me take, and it was the first phone that had a good screen, half decent camera built into it. And I started taking shots and using a third party app um, on the iPhone for doing some simple edits and posting them to Twitter via an app called TwitPic. Then a month later, Instagram came out. And so I started posting to Instagram. And for me, it was like the perfect um, meeting of technology, convenience, um, 
And, you know, just, and as a hobbyist, I just, you know, relentlessly publish pictures onto Instagram of my daily life. And um, very quickly um, started to ramp up some followers. And about a year after that, I um, was just, you know, I'd maybe had uh, a 10,000 followers or something on Instagram. And um, but I started to get a few inquiries. And mm. at first, the very first, this is a bit of a crazy story, I think the very first inquiry I had was from Burberry. <laughs> and um, and so they said, do you want to come to Fashion Show in, in London Fashion Week and take some shots? And so I did, and I went up there. I had um, my iPhone 4 or 5, and um, they gave me a spot in the photographer's pit at the end of the runway. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I was just late if you've, you know, if you've been in one of those things, there's literally maybe, I don't know, like 60 photographers, yeah. you know, huge lenses and stuff. And I was just there in the corner of my iPhone. And that was the very first photography gig I did with my phone. So Mike, and, um, this is yeah. actually really important because I've just, I thought you, <laughs> I love this. So you actually got spotted and recognized for your iPhone work. You were, you became a yeah. professional photographer through your iPhone. Yeah. This, keep yeah, going, yeah, so, keep going. This is so good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it happened. Yeah. So, and so from, um, from that, um, I got asked to do other things. And over the years, um, you know, I've done work for very shortly after that. So I was asked, I went, did some work for Land Rover and I was asked to go to Colorado with Land Rover to document, um, uh, an attempt to drive up Pikes Peak in Colorado hmm. in this Range Rover Sport. And it was the first, you know, cars drive up that in a race every year. And Land Rover were racing up, uh, you know, trying to break the world record for a vehicle of its type. And I just had, well, I was, they were filming an advert as well. And I just basically followed them around and I just documented the whole thing and just created a sort of a series of, you know, pictures to sort of tell the story of the week. And, um, I shot all that on an iPhone 5. And um, a couple of months after that, I did another one for Land Rover in India doing the same thing. It wasn't a, like the, you know, it was basically this thing called the Silk Trail. I went over to India and I just documented. I was driving from Delhi to Mumbai and again did it all on my phone. And um, I guess for me, the great thing about having a phone, especially on those kind of things where it was very hands-on. We were driving in India. So, you know, it was to have a phone as the camera was super convenient. And, um, you could, when you stopped, it was easy to just get out of your pocket, take a few snaps and, you know, it helped for me, it helped me capture, I think, you know, a phone helps me capture the moments that I wouldn't ordinarily capture on my camera because mm. just because it's more unintrusive, quicker to get out, you know, and just do a few snaps and um, I feel I, you know, in those trips particularly, I captured more candid moments on them, you know? Yeah, I do. Uh, Chase Jarvis, I believe he has a quote that says, the best camera is the one that you have on you. And, yeah. uh, and he said that in, well, in promotion generally for the iPhone um, at the time, the, the camera being, the hey, this is the best thing is the one you got on you. Yeah. Um, do you subscribe to that belief then? I definitely do. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that's why I got into phone photography. I mean, I used to have, my dad bought me an SLR when I was about 
11 and you know i i loved using it and had fun using it in the school darkroom and stuff and um, developing my own pictures and but the one thing that made me sort of fall away from photography was because i just didn't like carrying around a massive camera mm. and i was and i and also and then i then i got a, a few years later i got a little minox 35 gt i don't know if you've ever seen them they're like mm. little tiny pocket German mm. camera and it was that was again I never, I never thought about it at the time but because it was so small I carried it in my pocket and I could take it anywhere and I realized I guess I was a kind of photographer is a hobbyist at least the kind of photographer who you know took pictures on the spur of the moment you know I, I reacted to my surroundings as opposed to going out and dedicated you know photo shoots yeah. and so that's for me um, that's why, you know, having a camera on me all the time, um, is important. I think that for the listeners who we have today, the audience that I have, I think the looming question that many of them would have is, but can it hold up, Mike? When you go to print these files, when you go to bring them into Photoshop or Lightroom, the integrity of the image, can that hold up? What's been your experience? And, 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 you know, we're used to, what, 50 megapixel, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, mirrorless cameras. Um, and, I, and I'm curious, I don't even know, like, what's the current resolution for, like, uh, you know, the iPhone? What are we at right now? iPhone 13? iPhone? Yeah. I don't know what it is exactly, but I know that um, I can print out and sell prints at, um, well, it doesn't. I can, yeah, I can get away with selling. I can basically print out a print that looks, you know, really spot on. It just under A2 size, which in is in terms in millimeters is about uh, what's A2? It's um, sixteen by twenty-four around there. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's close to yeah, sixteen right. by twenty-four. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so it's pretty big. I mean, and I think in terms of the integrity of the image, it's like it's one of those things. It's like there's a you know, you as a photographer, as a creative, um, it's like in what I'm doing, it's basically sort of work. You use the limits of the tool mm. to, um, you know, they're a sort of a guide. And um, so you don't attempt, or I don't attempt to do things with my phone camera that I'm not going to be able to pull off. Mm. And so obviously there are limitations, but you, you know, and te technical limitations. And they're so you know, I just sort of work around those yeah. and don't attempt things that I'm never going to pull off of a, a phone camera. And, um, but then just be creative with its abilities, you know, same design. It's like, you know, I can't do, I mean, I've got a lot of things in my bio about design, design illustration. And, but you know, obviously illustration is a massive subject and you can only, I can't do every style of illustration, you mm. know, but you can, you know, you know, utilize your own style and it's, and, and, you know, get the most out of that style mm. and in design. And it's the same in photography, you know, with the limitations of the phone, you can, you sort of get to know the limitations and get, and, you know, you can push it up to that limit. And, um, you know, I guess my sort of, you know, the caveat for me is really that what I lose in technical ability I sort of gain in, you know, the creativity and freedom of having that phone on me at any given moment. Yeah. 
I relate to this in a few ways. The The first thought that came to mind, though, is like I was thinking, well, you know, you're not going to be making billboards, you know, with these photographs. Mm-hmm. And then immediately the, the image flashed to my mind of like how iPhone advertises all of its cameras is like they have these beautiful photographs, stunning images on the sides of buildings bigger than billboards with this simple tagline shot on iPhone. And so maybe, maybe yeah. you can, maybe you can make billboards yeah. with this thing. Um, yeah. so this takes me to my next question. The, you know, any, any piece of gear that we're choosing to use as a photographer is being chosen simply because it helps us to solve a problem at hand. Mm-hmm. Where do you feel like uh, a phone camera, it would maybe be best put into a photographer's tool belt to be pulled out for certain situations? Where do you see those situations um, where it's mm-hmm. most effective? I mean, for me, um, I've, uh, for me, it's when I'm sort of like, um, under pressure. Like I've done a few car projects, you know, um, shooting various manufacturers of, um, car manufacturers. And, um, one it's been, to me, it's when I'm under, I sort of feel, you know how you were saying before we came, went live that how you sort of need to change your headspace for using a phone camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it's the same for me, but to me, the headspace of a phone you know, phone camera gives me a bit more freedom. Create, I feel more creative with it, and um, I've, I've shot. Um, you know, it's, I mean, for me, it's, it's basically good to have on you when you feel like you need a sort of a, a bit of an input of creativity. You're under pressure to get certain shots, and I had to shoot the campaign. I was shooting, you know, on my normal camera rig and to get the resolution, but. Um, I was doing a whole series of shots that I knew was going to going to be part of a sort of a bigger picture, a bit of a background story as well. And you know, having my camera on me, um, numerous times on that shoot, I would quickly switch to my phone mm-hmm. because uh, just to sort of get a uh, just to sort of separate my mind from my sort of more rigid photography mode into yeah. sort of like just doing slightly different things, you know, and, and it's easy to sort of like put the camera down to the floor to get some real low shots. And just, it just sort of opens me up a bit more creatively and to have that in your tool belt, even when you're doing a proper professional gig can be useful. And, um, so that's one of the times I would, uh, that's one example of when I quickly switch to a phone, it becomes appropriate. It's also great for like, I've done also, I've done recce shoots as well. And when I'm doing them, I always do them on my, phone so what, what did you say I, what what kind of shoots recce just like when you you know just you just i don't know if you use that word it just means sort of like you go down to check somewhere out where you're going to be shooting the next day mm-hmm. and you're just doing your groundwork basically ah, like sure scouting you know shoot. yeah 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 just uh, yeah and um and so i'd when i'm doing that i'll just take down my phone and take you know work, basically work out what i'm going to do the following day on the shoot yeah. And it's perfect for that as well. You know, my, my main camera body is, um, it, it's a Fuji X-T3. And I, mm. I say this because I relate in a lot of ways to what you're saying about what you may compromise in terms of uh, megapixels, uh, IQ, whatever you want to get into, um, dynamic mm. range, ISO, all this kind of stuff. You know, the X-T3, is a, it's an incredible camera. It's a professional camera, um, but it's small. I mean, mm. the lenses, yeah. they just fit in my pocket. It's an APS-C yeah. uh, sensor. 
and it's yeah. tiny and <laughs> it's it's yeah. adorable let me see if i have it on me right now i, I just yeah. have it sitting over there but i love it be and you said it so perfectly um i've discovered the same thing whatever i do seem to compromise on in regards to megapixels you know or, or whatever um or a lens that, that's like you know 1.2 um, I gain through the ability to like capture real moments, to, to be quick yeah. on my feet, uh, to be unobtrusive, to have my entire setup, my entire kit is on mm. my person in a small little bag, like not a giant bag, yeah. a small little bag. And so I can get everywhere and I can be quick yeah. and then I can document and like you said, I can get on the floor. I can like grab quick shots. Mm. I can get up high. Um, I just find that I can capture more emotion with that camera, despite the yeah. fact that there's there's objectively better cameras. I still yeah. choose the Fuji X-T3. So I relate. Yeah. Yeah, I relate. Do you mind sharing a little bit about um, the, uh, I don't know what you would call it. I guess I'm going to call it like the, the algorithm. The mm. algorithm that's getting um, applied to your photography, meaning this, it seems like currently most mirrorless cameras and SLRs, they seem to still follow the, we'll say like the, the like, uh, chemistry of photography, the mechanical chemical way that light seems to work in the world. And then I pull out my phone. Have you ever been photographing something on your on your professional camera and you're like taking the pictures and you're like, ah, oh, I don't know. And then you just grab your phone and you grab a snap and you're like, this looks so much better, like directly right out of the camera. Like the sky is blue and, and yet this the person in front of me is like great complexion yeah. with bright eyes. There's like an algorithm that's getting brought into the, the traditional uh, chemistry and, and, uh, uh, mechanics of photography. Do you know much about it? No. (laughs) (laughs) But am I right? Isn't there like something going on? You do. Yeah. I mean, I've had that experience myself loads of times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I always put it, always put it, put it down to the fact that, I always just put it down to the fact that cameras, phone cam- you know, the screens and the cameras nowadays are amazing, aren't they? I'm sorry, your phones are just so good. And they're really big now. And, you know, they're super bright. I just feel like they, because I've often found actually when I'm shooting on my camera and um, I'm not feeling it and I switch to my phone, I um, go back and the pictures of my phone, once I, you know, look at my pictures at uh, full size, from the camera, the they do have that life that I thought, you know. I, they, they basically, I just I just feel like it's a screen thing for me. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if there's any science or algorithm that makes it different, but I'm sure there is. But I, yeah, I'm not, yeah, yeah, there definitely I'm not is. Like, there definitely <laughs> is. Hundred <laughs> percent. Well, yeah, well, I'm sure there is. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not the most. You know, like my photography knowledge um, in general is really rooted in you know basically all the way just going back to film camera you know i understand i understand just like apertures film speeds you know film um you know yeah so shutter speed film speed and that you know it's all really i think about when i'm taking all the one thing i hate about modern um dslrs is just how many buttons there are how many modes and i just that's the thing i hate about photography and in a funny way is what makes me like phone photography Mm. Because I just like the. To me, 
and this is something I've talked about in the book, is that, you know, the, the main part of photography for me is the creative aspect. It's like just making the decisions um, when you're taking a photograph, the compositional decisions, the angle decisions, the vantage point, and putting it all together to create a, you know, uh, an image that, you know, engages people and gets a response. And so, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, in my mind, I'm sort of glad the phone does this work that you're talking about, you know, because yeah. it frees me up to be more creative. And um, I guess that's probably another reason why I gravitated towards phones because of just, just because of the, I've just never been into the, technical side of operating a camera i mean obviously i can do it and i have done it hundreds of times but i just it to me it kills something hmm. i mean i've never yeah there's something about the flow of shooting on something you almost think nothing about that it's very freeing yeah you know uh i think that mirrorless cameras have began to help with this transition mirrorless cameras are kind of this bridge between slrs and our cell phones where what you see is what you get and you're getting these touch screens and larger interfaces and yeah um and yet there still is something in my brain maybe this is a personal issue mike but i'm curious if you have any tips or advice you know when i go to hold my mirrorless camera um i feel like i still I step into my photographer shoes or maybe I, to draw it another way, I, I put on my photographer hat and my brain yeah. starts going and I, and I'm holding it. And so it, and it puts me into that mental space. And a lot of times when I go hold, when I go to get my phone, my, my default almost is, is a bit of the tourist move, you know, where you just kind of like hold it, you know, waist height right in front of you probably even like in portrait mode because mm. it's that's just easier to hold and I just start taking we'll call them snapshots um that that seems to be the default that occurs unless I'm super inspired by the light or I'm actually on a mm. session mm. so is there um is there any way that uh any any thought or tips that you might have for someone like me who is wanting to take my cell phone photography a little bit more seriously, but I just, you know, I, I don't feel like, um, there's like a mental disconnect between yeah. myself and the camera. Yeah. That's interesting. You say that, um, because I feel like I have the, I mean, it's definitely seems like a psychological thing, doesn't it? It's like, you're obviously your sort of background is obviously so, you know, you know, it's sort of the backbone of it is all in cameras. Yes. Whereas I've always had, you know, I was been telling you this story of, well, whilst I've been into photography, I've always had a slight issue of cameras, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I, and so, I mean, I guess I, th I feel like, you know, so for me, it's for some reason it's come more naturally to use a smaller device like a phone and still feel like I'm taking photographs for real mm. um, and not just snapping them. I can totally, I can totally empathize with what you're saying there. You get this device and suddenly you, you're not in photography mode. You're just holding a phone and you're, you know, at a wedding or something, you just start taking pictures of people. You're not even thinking creatively about it just because of your relationship with that device. And um, I guess I mean, for me, I, um, it's hard to say because I don't have that problem with a phone. When I've taken yeah. photographs on my phone, I feel like a photographer. Yeah. You know, and, um, 
I know I don't look like one, but um, <laughs> no, you look. You look. Listen, if if you're in the mastermind group right now and you're watching the video, you do, you definitely look like a photographer. Yeah, you got the photo vibe going. So but yeah, but it, go ahead. It's a no. I was just gonna say, I, it's funny. I, I I guess it's like just. I mean, I had this conversation conversation with someone the other day, and it's just like about. I guess it's just you know a matter of sort of I don't know learning or believing the fact that when you're shooting with a phone. The kit in your hand, all that has certain limitations, is a worthy device to put your creative energy into. And if you do it, you know, I'm pretty sure most photographers will get pretty good results back. And obviously, you know, you, I treat those photos the same I do with any of us. You know, like I take them home. You know, my, I do edit loads on my mobile, but I also stick them into... To graph, you know, and so that creative part of the process, um, you know, taking them, editing and cropping them a bit, you know, that all still exists, yeah. you know, yeah. So, in a lot of ways, um, you know, you really are giving the biggest middle finger to the you know, the idea, the statement that we're used to hearing when someone sees our photo, our, our you know, fantastic photography, and they say, Wow you must have an incredible camera, Mike. Like, man, you're, I mean, it must be such a great camera. You really are like, <laughs> like that's the biggest uh, uh, rebuttal to that. And, um, and maybe that's where it lies for me is um, like, how do you, it seems like you've really come at peace with being able to step into, you know, a professional setting alongside other photographers who are using much bigger, well, again, we'll say professional gear instead of consumer. Um, how do you, how do you deal with like uh, the, uh, the glances, the naysayers, the, the questions of like, well, where's, have you ever gotten that question? Where's your equipment? Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. I have. And actually on the, that Land Rover, the second, time I went on the, did the second gig for Land Rover and because I was with a lot of people and other photographers because there's people from all sorts of magazines and stuff I actually stuck a sticker on the back of my phone and it said press because <laughs> it, but just because people so people would know it just wasn't just a hanger on it just trying to take photographs of people because it does that I do you know on a personal level I love shooting with my phone but on a professional level I feel much more comfortable actually when I've got my camera in my hand because people understand what you are. Yeah. But on those on those moments when I'm not don't have my camera, I'm just got my phone. You do feel like an intruder, you know, like an imposter to the project. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of like when I did that thing at Burberry. You know, I was the other photographers were were not happy with me on that at all. Mm -hmm. One of them actually said, "Do they going to kill me?" <laughs> 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 because I think I was just like, you know, getting in the way a bit. I don't know. But I mean, because, and then I just had this phone and I think, what the hell is this guy doing in the yeah. pit with a phone? Do I, I mean, um, yeah, so it's pretty, it is weird. Yeah. I, um, and I think that's when we all have to, to kind of process and it takes, for some of us, it takes longer. It takes just, uh, experience. It takes time. Even when I started off in commercial video, I was using this, again, I was using a broken, like a small without a battery grip XT two at the time for, it was like a big commercial video gig. This was like a $30,000 gig. And mm -hmm. I, I wanted to shoot it on the XT two. 
And, um, but I remember we rented a, like a 20 foot jib, like a big crane. And I had, then at the very end of it, I had this little tiny, uh, Fuji XT2 on the end of this 20 foot crane. And I just remember thinking, this is ridiculous. And so I, I so, but the, so we had rigged it all up the day before. And so I came back and I like, I built a big cage like around the camera, you know, with like yeah, yeah, gear boxes yeah. and like a, a barn doors and just like, to make, just to make it look bigger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so I would feel okay. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah it's funny. I can totally, I can totally empathize with that as well. Yeah. It's yeah. There's something about it, isn't it? It's like you don't feel like, um, you know, like you you know what you're doing. Yeah. You know what you're doing, but you're like, I need to know other people know that I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you need that communicated because it's a strange thing. Yeah. yeah. The weird thing is about phones, though. For example, is it now the? I mean, yeah. You know, we you know we know the limitations of a handset compared to having a proper camera rig on you but you know and again but if you if you're doing certain kinds of photographs like you know doing landscape stuff on a phone for example is pretty simple because you're not really requiring your phone to you know the thing i think is really hard on a phone is you know the thing you, it's really hard to create obviously is a shallow depth of field unless you're using something like portrait mode mm-hmm. and so when you're doing things like when you've just got your phone and you've got you know, pretty high quality image coming back. It's a lot, you know, lots of light to play with afterwards when you edit it a bit. Yeah. You know, like you, you, you get, you've got the raw ingredients of that image are pretty good. Do you know what I mean? Uh, You know, even for a phone. I mean, you think about how good it is compared to, you know, um, where, I mean, digital cameras, you know, yeah. 10, 15 years ago, we're nowhere. Now, the, the, you know, the, the image, well, actually, I was going to say, sorry, compare, yeah, the professional digital cameras didn't have the resolution that phones have now, yeah. a few years back, you know? Yep. And so, you know, it's not like we're playing with really crappy low-res images. You know, there's a lot of decent amount of information in them, and you can, you know, still have some pretty good fun playing around with them. Yeah. I want to get into some really just like uh, practical stuff. I think this will be kind of fun. This will be the fun stuff that all the listeners are going to want to hear about in mm. terms of like technology and and third party apps and accessories mm. and and editors and that kind of stuff. I, you know, on the mention yeah. of me attaching uh, the little XT two to the crane and then realizing how small mm. it was, and so I just added a bunch of accessories to it. Are there any actual physical accessories that you like to use? on your phone or just the native device. I know that they make interchangeable lenses that are options. Mm. They make little like mini gimbal things. Do you have anything yeah. that you enjoy using? Um, yeah, I've used one of those. Uh, I've, well, I've got a little Manfrotto mini tripod that I use. I'm doing night photography because you can get some pretty decent night shoot you know, result at night time. So I've got one of them. Um, and but that's about it actually that's all i've ever used i mean and i've experimented with the lenses you can put in front on the front of them i went to the photography show i was doing a, a talk um at the photography show in birmingham last week week before last and there were a lot of stores you know it's a massive expo it is amazing the amount of um equipment and lenses and all sorts of stuff to you know, and also you can get like the happy, you know, you know, sort of like you can plug your phone into a sort of like a 
you know, SLR hand grip and stuff, you know, so it feels like a, a real camera, you know. Oh, it's wild. But it, yeah, yeah, so but, um, it, there's so much going on with the attachments and stuff, but I've actually always just, other than experimenting, I've just stuck with um, the, camera, the phone itself. Yeah. I mean, the, the, what I will say, though, is that each and every phone I've used have strengths and weaknesses, you know. So, like, for example, the iPhone... Uh, it's got a two times optical zoom and there's not a whole lot you can do with that. Yeah. But I use, um, uh, Huawei P40 pro last year, which I still use now sometimes. And it's got a five times optical zoom mm. and it's really starts to produce images. Yeah. Um, that, uh, you know, start to look much more like they were taken on a camera, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, but then, but then other cameras, like always like having fun with the iPhone wide because it's super wide, yeah. you know, that it's like really wide. It's much wider than all the other wide angles you get on phones. And, you know, it's fun because it's almost virgin and fisheye. Yeah. So really what I do, I guess, is I've got a collection of phones. I've got, you know, four or five that I use on a sort of a regular basis. And they've all got strengths, you know, and so I, I use them, for that reason, like I, in a moment, I've, I take around my iPhone, the Huawei P40 Pro, and also the OnePlus 9 Pro, which, um, you know, they've just, the OnePlus has got really lovely color. Yeah. Huawei is great for, um, you know, the telephoto shots, and the iPhone is just a great sort of all round in your pocket yeah. camera. And I like that, and I like the wide angle. But so, yeah, that's, I guess rather than buying accessories, I just sort of have multiple phones on me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, here's the question for me. Portrait mode or not portrait mode? What's your opinion on that? Um, I very rarely use portrait mode. Yeah. Very, very rarely. But I don't, but I mean, I, I think for, yeah, it's fun for taking, actually, I've met, you know, it's my friend, family and friends actually take a lot of pictures in portrait mode of their kids and stuff. Yeah. You know, and for that stuff, it does, you know, it, you know, if that, you know, for your, for personal use and for taking a few nice shots of your family and friends, you know, it returns some nice results, you know, yeah. and it's definitely nice than having every single thing in focus, you sure. know, like, and, um, you know, it's like, that's, a, you know, I think people just take pictures of the phones and just every single thing in the picture is perfectly focused. It's just... Yeah, it's just a bit of an onslaught. So to see a bunch of pictures popping up on social media from family and friends and just capturing the loved ones sort of, you know, with a little bit of focus on the subject, you know, and with everything else being a bit blurred out, it's quite nice. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've not, I've never used it in a professional capacity, but okay. I think I think for hobbyist stuff, it's fine. You know? Right on. Uh, in-camera camera, <laughs> like the in-camera app, uh, let's talk mm. iPhone. I don't know the Huawei stuff, but you know, using the native camera app, or uh, do you use a third-party camera app? Um, I've ex- again, I've experimented with third-party camera apps. I normally, I experiment with all of them, but um, I always just use the iPhone native app. But I use, but I, uh, but I do jump out, and you know, once I've done that, I will use. Uh, uh, What's it called? What's the Google one called? It's, it's just the names escaped me now. You know, so it's Snapseed. Okay, right. uh, and um, also Lightroom for mobile. 
Oh, so now you're talking um, editing. No, no, sorry. I thought you were talking about, yeah. Yeah, but a lot of, most of these things, um, yeah, I'm just saying, but most of these actually have a shooting mode these days. Okay. You know? So a lot of them have, like, um, you can shoot in them as well. And, and so I just, you said, I just, go ahead. I just tend not to bother shooting in them now. But um, I experiment, but it just doesn't feel right, so I yeah. move on. But, I, but in editing-wise, yeah, I mean, I experiment with tons of things editing. Yeah, so you mentioned that you you edit in Snapseed. Is that what I heard? I can't remember that. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, I don't. I don't always, but yeah, I mean, that's one, that's one. I just one of the sort of suite of things I, I use. I use that. I've used. I use Lightroom quite a lot. Yep. Um, uh, I'm gonna open up my phone quickly, and, I, and also I use a bunch of like just fun sort of. Um, yeah, you know, apps that do weirder things, you know, that make things look retro and stuff. Because sometimes you just like, you can add, you know, I just, I'll put something in an app to make it grainy. Yeah. Just because it's not, because I like it, and then just literally just take that one thing and then restart editing it in something else. Yep. And so sometimes I can, you know, I'll just sort of like, one thing, you know, like I'll lie in bed at night and I just remember I've got a bunch of photos sitting on my phone and I'll, I'll just sitting there passing them from app to app, you know, just experimenting with them. And I think, I think that's one of the things with um, phone photography is that again, because all the tools um, are on that same device again, I'll use lens distortions as well sometimes. Yeah. One, something I love, one thing I use lens distortions for, which is probably in sort of like um, cheating, but I use it for a very practical reason is it what the one thing that over the years cameras, you know, phone cameras, the one thing it doesn't do well, none of them, they just deal with the sun very well directly. Yeah. You know? And so what I, one thing you can do is a, is a, one of the little things I use on um, that app is you can basically, if you know, you know, you take a picture, I like taking shots into the sun and, but you know, that's the sun itself normally gets distorted. It's totally whited out. It's sort of got weird lines around it. It's just horrible. And so if lens distortions, they actually have like a little ball of light, you know? Yeah. So you can just like stick over the top of that sun if it's doing that. And, it, and, it, and it's, um, you know, and it's in, for certain occasions, it's just really handy to have. And, you know, it's a, it's a practical get around again of, you know, not being, you know, this, yeah, the, yes, I guess if, this, if that was that little flare in the middle there, you can, well, I sort of use it more of a direct sun just to sort of correct the horrible, you know, distorted ball of light. But um, mm -hmm. it's, yeah, I think, you know, for sort of trying to bring a bit more sort of, yeah, just sort of getting around the sort of limitations of a, um, your phone camera, it can really help. Yeah. Yeah. For the listeners I mean, right now, I've pulled up lens distortion. We're just kind of looking through some of the images that are there. It's an app that I use as well uh, at times, just for the similar effect that you're talking about, Mike, just like this glow, this haze, this kind yeah, of yeah. light quality that you can, yeah. uh, that you can play with. What were you going to well, say? Mike? I don't know. Well, I'm just going to say, well, nothing that you said, but you just had to say what I was going to say actually. But, um, but that's the thing. It's like one of the things I do and one of the things I, you know, and I feel like this another limitation of the phone, I guess, as well as that 
you know, maybe it's a limitation of cameras, I don't know, but you know when you're in a location and the light's beautiful and you can go hazy and, you know, it's just everything feels a certain way and you really want to capture that and you want to share that. But um, you get the image back and it's just a bit flatter, colder. Yeah. And and so these things like, you know, that bringing in warmth, bringing in a bit of haze again, you can sort of actually, in my mind, you know, recreate an image that actually feels more like it was to be there yeah. than, the, than the original image of the, the phone gave back to you. And yeah. I think it's especially important with the phone stuff because of the, um, because it, because it's not as sophisticated with dealing with the sunlight, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just useful to have those tools and your fingertips again, to sort of correct those things. And I, and I sort of use that feeling of what it was like to be at a time as my sort of guide in editing. You know, sort of, I try to recreate what it was like. Yeah. That's my sort of goal. Yeah, I love that. One of my favorite editors that I've been using has been um, Afterlight. Uh, it's been really fun to play yeah. with. And so I tend to edit with that. I, by no means am mm. I saying this is the best one. This is, I've, I've tried a lot and this is the one that I kind of... Mm. Uh, found fit my mm. uh the way that my brain works the most cool. even outside I, of, I think it, go ahead okay. no no because i think i've tried it but i definitely want to try it again yeah i've really enjoyed that and then um honestly I, I haven't really used much with like lightroom i should probably just try lightroom huh do you do much with your lightroom editing on mobile i do yeah i, I just i mean obviously it's great um it never used to be as good, but it's just got really good lately. Yeah. You can pretty much do everything on it. You yeah. Know? Um, and yeah, I do. I jump in. I mean, the one thing I'd use Lightroom for, I'd say more so than other things is probably color, mm-hmm. you know, um, because it's only, it's it just, you can just sort of like, I don't know, it's just, you know, obviously you can do it. It's just on mobile. It's just one of those apps. that still has that control. You know, you can go in and you can, just the hue and the saturation all in the same place and just, you know, pick out the colors that are sort of getting, you know, hit by the phone and sort of re put them back in there, you know? And, yeah. but I, I would, but I, I'm definitely somebody who jumps around. Like the photos that I edit, edit, sometimes they are edited in more than one app, you know? Yeah. So I'll do, I mean, I'll sort of, I'll do a quick adjustment in the, in the native app, iPhone or whatever phone I'm using for some really obvious things to do and then I might just quickly if there is color adjustment I might pop over to Lightroom and then even before I post it I might even do something on Instagram if, if, I, if I've missed something because yeah. one of the things I love about Instagram another thing I like I don't know if I you know when you're choosing you know when you're taking 10 photos mm-hmm. and you choose to post one on Instagram and you you can flick through them and the photo changes instantly in the window do you understand what I mean? Rather than if you're swiping across, you can't tell which is the best one. Mm-hmm. But when you, because this, the swipe thing, like your brain, it's like it can't tell the difference between the two pictures. But when it changes instantly in front of you, mm-hmm. you can see it almost move and adjust and the framing change. Yeah. And so having that ability, it's just this only, it's just annoying that it seems to me that I can't think of another app on mobile that, um, allows you to see your pictures change like that. You've always got to somehow change the screen and it shuts down that part of your brain that can tell. Do you understand what I mean or not? Is that 
completely confusing. I think I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds like a you thing, Mike. <laughs> no, I don't reckon it is. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I don't even know what I'm trying to tell you now. No, it's fair. I, it sounds like, honestly, though, I think it's because you're using it so much that you're discovering little quirks and nuances to frustrations mm. that maybe I haven't even really discovered because I'm not reaching for it as often as you are um, and processing and that kind of stuff. And so my guess is just like, you know, using your your, uh, you know, my Fuji X-T3 to the degree that I have, I already know that I've discovered little quirks about it, that someone who's yeah. used the thing even for only a year wouldn't have even discovered are annoying. And yeah. I'm, I'm over here being like, I wish they'd just fix that. And you're like, wait, what? What is yeah. that even? What are you even talking about? And you're like, you don't know? Yeah. Um, so hey, that's, that's fine. You're, you're, uh, you're like a master in this space. Hey, I got a question. Why did you decide to put together a book? Why did you compile this into the pocket photographer? Um, I guess basically because of the, I mean, the, just because I've had so much, um, you know, spent the last year, 10 years, on a sort of a photography journey. I mean, it's something I've been doing since I was a kid, but really the last 10 years, because going back to that thing about the, for having the phone on you, mobile photography has allowed me to keep it up. Yeah. And not only keep it up, develop a career in it. Yeah. And, um, and so, and I think one of the uh, beautiful things about mobile photography is it's accessible to everyone. And I've done, you know, a lot of personal work and even some professional work on my phones. And I just thought it would be really cool to sort of like, I love, you know, I love the idea of whether it's design or whatever industry it is, but for me, design and photography, I love the idea of leveling the playing field. I love the idea that the tools are available to everyone now. Yeah. You know, and it's the same in design, you know, you can, and it's, you can make movies, edit movies on your, on your laptop. And I just thought it'd be really cool to sort of like say, Hey, you know, most of what goes into taking a good photograph. I mean, obviously there's a lot of technical information to learn if you're going to be a pro and do pro stuff. And I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm definitely not, I'm a pro photographer in that I do get paid to take photographs, yeah. but I don't, I wouldn't see myself as up there with proper pro photographers. You know, I don't have the knowledge that they have technically, but I just wanted to sort of like share information I knew because I know that most of what goes into taking a good photograph is really about the person behind the lens and the yeah. creative decisions they choose to make each time they take a picture. And I wasn't even going to make it about phone photography, to be honest, because to me, it's just, a, that's just photography. Like for me taking pictures of my phone, it's just photography. Yeah. I don't really see it as mobile photography, but the reason I stuck phone in the title because the, uh, it's just because I wanted, I wanted it to be for everyone. I wanted it to be a book for just someone who, you know, has you know, even don't, don't even own a camera, but they have got this interest. Because lots of people, I don't know if you know lots of people, I know lots of people who, you know, not photographers, but you know they've got a bit of an interest in trying to create nice photographs. Yeah, they've phone. got taste. They've got, like, the yeah, eye. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I just thought, you know, I wanted this to, you know, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to write a book that basically just, imparted all the knowledge I have about taking a half decent photograph 
and telling everyone that they can do it too. Yeah. You know, and that was the aim of the book. It's awesome. Mike, where can people find you online? Where can they see your, uh, I keep wanting to say iPhone photography. Where can they find you online and see your actual photographs, your mobile photography, your phone photography, uh, and yeah. learn more about you? Cool. Well, um, yeah, see my mobile photography. You just want to go to Instagram and it's just Mike Coos, M-I-K-E for Mike, obviously, and K-U-S, Coos, and everything I've shot is on there. That's awesome. Much. Yeah, I've I'm sure. Got... Oh, yeah, you're cool. Yeah, I can say, yeah. So that's where, to keep up, you know, that's where I post every week. That's awesome. And, um, yeah, and most of the, 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 you know, some of it's uh, on a, some of it I've shot on my camera, but I'd say probably... 85, 90% of that feed is mobile. Yeah, that's awesome. Mike, thank you so much for being here with us today. Uh, really appreciate your time and, uh, and your openness. No, no, I loved it. Thanks very much. Podcast listeners, I hope this uh, I hope this interview challenged you. I hope this interview opened up some possibilities for the power in your pants. <laughs> I had to, I just had to say it, man. Uh, there's like, you've got some, the equipment that you're holding in your pocket right now is just absolutely incredible. And so goodness, Mike, make sure to check out Mike's book, the pocket photographer, uh, Christmas is coming up. It'd be a great gift for people who are interested. Listen to me, just like slinging your book over here. I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, but honestly, I think, I think about people in my family who like are interested in the fact that I'm a, a photographer and they, they want to do it and are wanting to learn more. I think it'd be a pretty cool thing. So listeners, thank you for being with me today. I appreciate your time and your attention. I can't wait to see the next episode of the six figure photography podcast until then keep showing up.